Hi there, Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of 321 Go Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon. Hope you all had a good holiday season and new year. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I had an interview lined up to go out this morning, but I you know, I went out with a friend uh, to happy hour, and we had a long discussion about the gym industry, and, and more specifically, um, affiliate gyms. And then this morning, I was reading a little bit, and, and I came across, across a quote this morning that just really stuck with me. So being as it's the new year, uh, I would like to talk, just me and you, for a minute about what are we going to do in our businesses in the new year. So let's talk about this conversation that I had. So I recently went out to a happy hour with a friend who owned a gym, um, and he sold his gym a couple years ago. And he was kind of talking to me about where I see the state of either the you know CrossFit affiliate or the micro gym in general, because by and large, it's fairly close to the same business model. And, you know, we got to talking and whether, you know, we really don't have a ton of data to support this, but I think if you talked with any gym owner or anybody that sort of lives very intimately in this industry, they would tell you that there seems to be at least some level of contraction going on. Now, I don't know if this is, you know, larger than average businesses, um, but I think it is safe to say that um, we see it on the Facebook groups. We see it um, even locally. There are gyms closing. And, of course, we don't ever want to think that this is like a doom and gloom scenario. Because a gym closed, that means somehow we're at risk. Um, but it is really important for us to think that or, or acknowledge, in fact, that the closure rate for new businesses is 80% at the five-year mark. You know, oftentimes we heard it said that the CrossFit affiliate is somehow immune from this closure rate. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But um, the only data that we have to go on is that 80% of businesses will close at the five-year mark. And so my friend and I at this happy hour got to talking about this. And he asked me if I could somehow distinguish between the gyms that I see become successful and the gyms that uh, are either struggling or have closed. And I have this luxury through the, through this podcast and, and my work at 321Go, I have this luxury of a bird's eye view. And you, know, you, you talk to a gym owner that's maybe struggling and another one that's crushing it, and, and you kind of get to understand common denominators amongst these businesses. And I'll tell you what, it, it is not the size of town that you're in is not a factor in gyms that are crushing it. So, um, gosh, some of the more successful gyms that I've seen are in towns of less than 50,000 people. Location doesn't seem to be a major factor either. Um, so if you're located in an urban area, suburban area, if you're difficult to get to, these don't seem to be factors. Signage does not seem to be a factor. How many people do you have driving by your sign at any given day, on any given day? This does not seem to be a factor. Um, 
the average income of the residents in your town also does not seem to be a factor. Uh, you know, what type of programming you do. Again, these types of things do not seem to be factors in the gyms that are successful and the gyms that aren't. And, and so as we're talking, I really had a hard time answering this question, quite honestly. And then I started to think about, okay, well, who are the gyms that are really, really successful? And what, is, what do they have in common with each other? And at the end of the day, I, what I told him, I was like, it actually is the owners that come to the realization that they will need to learn to be business owners, that that is their new skill that they need to learn and they need to practice. Those are the gyms that are successful. None of those other factors that you tend to see people um, either attribute or blame their success or failure upon does not seem to be a common denominator across all of these hundreds of gyms that I've had exposure to. It is quite honestly the owner saying to herself or himself, I am going to learn how to do marketing. I am going to learn how to write an email to my members. I am going to learn how to write standard operating procedures. I am going to write a staff handbook over the course of the next three months, four months, what have you. It is the owners that take it upon themselves to realize that now they own a business. You know, it, your love of working out is no longer important. You know, unfortunately, your skills as a coach are a small part of the equation now that it takes to run this business. Some of the best coaches that I've ever seen or ever been coached by never learned how to run a business. And, and this is the reality that, that we're facing. And that legitimately is the only common denominator between successful and struggling affiliates that I could come up with in this conversation. And then I told you I was reading this morning, and this was sort of my impetus for pulling my interview that I had scheduled, uh, because I read this thing, and I just felt that at, at the beginning of the year, as all of our members are thinking about making a change in their life, as we potentially get some more foot traffic in the door, as you're probably thinking about, where do I want to take this business in 2017, I read this thing, and it just it, um, it kind of knocked me dead in my tracks. And it really relates to a lot of conversations that we have had internally here at 321Go. Um, again, trying to decipher what separates the successful from the struggling. I want to read this quote for you. Um, this is from uh, Marcus Aurelius. He's a, um, a philosopher. The quote says, Stop wandering about. You aren't likely to read your own notebooks or ancient histories or the anthologies you've collected to enjoy in your old age. Get busy with life's purpose. Toss aside empty hopes. Get active in your own rescue, if you care for yourself at all, and do it while you can. So when I read that, I, I, this really hit me. This really hit home for me. I've always been the type to 
I would I'm a I'm a voracious I write all the time. I every morning I wake up and I write something. I'm always reading something. I'm I'm always doing you know, planning and brainstorming, and I'll I'll open up a Google Doc and I'll just dump my brain onto this Google Doc, and I'll, I'll read another book on management, or I'll read How to Win Friends Again. Like, I'm just like consuming all of this information, and then I read this, and it says, "You aren't likely to read your own notebooks or ancient histories." You're not likely to go back to those Google Docs that you dump your brain onto. You're not likely, at the end of your time, to look back on all the books that you've read. But what you can do is you can get active in your own rescue. This is it. Get active in your own rescue. Get busy with life's purpose. Toss aside empty hopes. Get active in your own rescue if you care for yourself at all, and do it while you can. I mean, this I mean, this stopped me dead in my tracks. You know, this idea of if my business or my life or my friendships or the athletes in my gym are not what I hope them to be, it's on me to get active, to do the work that will lead to my own rescue. You know, I'm a firm believer if we if we ever put into practice 10% of the knowledge that we acquire, we would be doing extraordinary things. If all of the brainstorming sessions that I had or all of the whiteboards that I filled out were ever 10% put in practice, um, I, I can't imagine where my business would be today. So... I'd like to take this as like a, a call to action for you, listener, uh, to get active in your own rescue this year. If, in fact, your business is struggling, I would imagine that everybody listening to this can identify something in their business that they would like to change or improve upon. Let's say you are crushing it, but you would like to leave the country for a month. What will it take for you to get active in that rescue? Let's say you're coaching every single class. You're working 16-hour days. Uh, you're not doing any marketing, and you're just kind of hoping it all takes care of itself. You know, I want you to get active in your own rescue as well. Now, we could probably talk about this uh, on a very philosophical level for a long time, but... I want this to be a short episode, and I want this to be an episode that you walk away with having some things that you're going to commit to over the next year. I, I mean, I've talked about the obvious. You know that you need to have standard operating procedures. You know that you need to have staff contracts. You know that you need to have a staff handbook. You know that you need staff evaluations. I, like. Those aren't things that you need to learn. Those are things that you just need to go do. Uh, but let's talk about the things maybe that we're going to try and learn this year. I'm going to challenge you to learn about marketing this year. And that's kind of where I want to leave this episode at is some challenges and some things that I would like to, that I'm going to be working on myself, but that I would like you as a listeners to also learn and do. 
there are some basic skills that you can learn when it comes to marketing your business and marketing your gym. Uh, these things can't be left up to chance. You can't, of course you have an awesome community, but at a certain point, um, those few friends and their few friends have already joined your gym or they're not interested. So at a certain point, you need to begin to speak to a broader audience than those 50 people that you started your gym with. We need to begin expanding your message to have a very real impact. And in order to do that, you will have to learn some marketing techniques. So what are these things? This year, 2017, I will challenge you to learn the following things. First of those is a Facebook ad. Um, there is just no better return on investment than a good Facebook ad. And it has become intuitive enough to where you can very easily say, all right, I'm willing to pay this much for somebody to convert to this action on my website. So that may be that you want somebody to schedule an introductory session through your website. You can say that that introductory session is worth $5 or $10. So that when somebody goes on your website, they schedule a free intro to come in and talk with a coach about getting started. You know that 90% of the people that do that will convert to members. So now what you can do is you can put a much higher dollar figure on that conversion activity. So somebody goes in, schedules that intro session uh, through a Facebook ad, you can pay Facebook for that conversion. So Facebook ads are much more than boosting a post. Nobody cares about a boosted post, and the people that you want to see that aren't going to see a boosted post. So my recommendation, my hope for you, is that you learn how to use Facebook ads this year. Um, there are so many things that you can do with Facebook audiences, uh, with creating the ads, with doing split testing. And Facebook has a million tutorials on their website on how to do it. Um, so learn that. Uh, we have a course that is geared specifically to gym owners on the on our hub platform. If you want to learn how to do Facebook ads, we have an amazing course from Josh Sturgeon, the co-founder of Ember Tribe, and this is what they do. They make Facebook ads for multi-multi-million dollar companies, and he's created a course teaching you how to do the same thing. Um, that's on our hub platform. All of our subscribers have access to that same thing. Facebook ads, that's number one. Number two, the thing that I hope you will learn how to do this year is simply email. Email in a couple of ways. You should be responsive to your emails. This is how people will be contacting you and reaching out. So you should respond within 24 hours to any membership requests. Responsiveness is just as much a part of marketing as brand awareness is. So email should be responded to within 24 hours. 
if at all possible, for your own sanity, please try to pull all communication off of Facebook Messenger and onto your email. It's much easier to categorize and organize things in your email inbox than it is with all of these different types of communication. So my suggestion is you always direct people to email. The second part of email is learning how to use email as a marketing tool. So things like uh, MailChimp is very much a beginner's version of this. Um, you can also use something as robust as like Infusionsoft. We use a software called Hatchbuck here. But you need to have a way to store all of your contacts and organize them according to level of interest in your product or service. So from customers all the way down to somebody that came in for a free class five years ago. You need to learn how to use these email marketing tools or at the very least be able to store and segment all of your contacts. Third thing about email is that you need to have your domain name as your email address. So like johnnyliftsweights at gmail.com is not a business email address. So you, you have your domain name. You need to have you know steve at yourgym.com as your email address. It, it just is a professional – it's – you know – the market is so saturated that this is almost a non-negotiable at this point. Google Apps is the easiest way to get this set up. So just search Google Apps for business and figure out a way to get a professional email address set for your gym. So far we've talked about Facebook ads, email. The third thing is events. What I would like you to learn how to do in 2017 is to properly execute on an event and use that template for all of your events going forward. So if you've never done an event before where you bring in people from the outside, non-members into your gym, I would recommend that you start off with maybe doing three of those this year. So this can be like a fundraiser event that you do. Uh, it can be some kind of bring a friend day, whatever it is. Just try to do three events this year where you bring in other people into your gym. In addition to those events, you need to be able to capture contact information from all of the people attending. And this goes back to learning how to use email and learning how to store contact information. When you gather somebody's email address from an event, that needs to be stored in your uh, customer relationship manager or CRM, this, this tool that you're going to use to send out emails to people. So far, we have Facebook ads, email, events. The fourth and last thing that I would really like to focus on for 2017 is business development. So we've seen this a million times. You know, you, you see this in like the, the Facebook groups and stuff where somebody will say, hey, I've got a massage therapist that is looking to partner with me. Any ideas on what I should do? This is something that you need to figure out 
before somebody approaches you. So you need to maybe think about, all right, well, how much does my, what are all of my fixed costs, divide those fixed costs by the amount of square feet that this person wants to use and add a little profit margin on top of there. All right, here's what it costs to use this. Have these agreements in place before somebody approaches you. Uh, in addition to that, I recently had a, um, a private practice orthopedic surgeon approach me and say that she wants to, to create a partnership. And how could this partnership be uh, beneficial? Well, you know, obviously what she wants me to do is anytime I hear of an athlete uh, getting injured or needing any sort of orthopedic services, she wants me to refer them to her, obviously. And that's what she sort of meant by a partnership. But um, in my mind, what do I receive from this partnership? And so I was able to tell her right then, you know, any healthcare partnerships that I make, I would like reciprocal referrals for training services, for private coaching services, as people come out of physical therapy. So let's say that insurance reimburses for 12 weeks of physical therapy. They probably need some additional training on top of that. Well, we can provide that training at a fraction of the cost of physical therapy. So uh, it, as a reciprocal referral, this is the relationship that I would like to create. And I knew that before the meeting. So when I say business development, I think it is really important to realize the amount of influence that you as the gym owner actually have. I know sometimes it's kind of, um, we don't think of ourselves as influencers, but but the reality of the matter is, is that everybody in your gym is a, a captive audience to what you have to say. And when I talk about business development, it's important to realize that you have this captive audience that these other businesses could never hope to get. And so at the point that you endorse another business, the business that, you're in, that you are endorsing could never come by those potential customers in the way that you can. It's really hard work to develop a community in the way that CrossFit has. One of the things that successful affiliates do is they realize a community that they have and they leverage relationships based on that community. Now I'm not selling that you I'm not saying that you need to go around and sell every single thing to all of your members all the time. But I do think that you should have three or four other businesses that you routinely refer your athletes to and vice versa. It needs to be a very reciprocal relationship because you've done all the hard work of building this community. And then think about all of the ways that you can use your community to leverage influence for other businesses. So those are the four things that I think it is so important for the successful affiliate to learn. How to do Facebook ads, how to manage email, how to run an event, and how to do business development. Now, there are a million other things that you need to learn how to do. You need to learn how to do accounting. You need to learn how to write decently well. You need to learn how to make a video. But these are just kind of the basic four components of marketing that I think if you sort of nail down at throughout 2017, I think you're going to have a really great year. 
So here are a couple ideas for marketing in 2017. Bring a friend week. This is super easy. Do a week where anybody can bring a friend into the gym. The biggest mistake that I see in a bring a friend week is that there's no follow-up after, the, after they brought the friend. So that friend that they bring should probably receive somewhere between three and five emails from you letting them know how to get started. Thanking them for coming, here's a path forward. Giving them some valuable content that ultimately leads to them joining your gym. Don't forget that people need to have something in front of them typically five times before they take action on it. Here's another idea. When you do... So uh, private coaching, personal training, seems to be a service that a lot of successful affiliates are adding into the mix. So from a marketing standpoint, I recommend that you just... uh, advertise and market the crap out of personal training services. Mainly because of this. This is an idea we've explored a lot in the podcast, but I think we misunderstand how few people understand the value of a coached group class. I'm going to say that again. We underestimate how many people understand the value of a coached group class. Everybody understands what the price of Planet Fitness is, and everybody understands that personal training is about 75 or 80 bucks an hour. Nobody understands that weird no man's land in between, which is where your business sits. If your primary, if your primary service is a group class, not very many people understand how much that should cost. So we need to show them. That's why I always suggest that you advertise or market, or display personal training services. In fact, I I told a group of gym owners recently that they should throw their personal training rates on their website whether they ever plan to offer personal training or not because you're providing a reference point in the fitness industry to what you provide. You're providing context for that group class cost. The third thing... Your third marketing idea for 2017 is to really highlight specialty programs. Whether you do a mobility seminar, a squat seminar, if you have a physical therapist come out and do some kind of guest coaching thing, uh, you offer some really interesting private coaching classes, you have a barbell club, advertise those unique parts of your affiliate that not everybody has. It's that uniqueness that will really draw attention to what you do um, because more and more as people learn how to do Facebook ads and as people advertise different things, it's all going to look the same. Every gym is going to be, hey, come try a free class. Hey, join now. Hey, got fitness goals? Come to this gym. It's like those are all kind of boring value propositions. Now, if you come in and you market all of these interesting things that your affiliate is doing, so yeah, 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 we're a CrossFit affiliate, but check out this awesome barbell club that we're doing. Check out these mobility seminars that we do all the time. Check out these awesome fundraisers. You're you're drawing attention to the unique aspects of what you're doing as opposed to just getting whitewashed with all of the stuff that every other gym in town is doing. It provides your unique value proposition 
and it makes everybody strongly, strongly understand exactly what you do and what makes you different from all of the other gyms around you. So to recap, that was a lot, guys. That was uh, I did not intend uh, to go as long as I had, but um, things to learn in 2017. Learn to do a Facebook ad. Stop boosting posts. Learn how to do your audiences. Learn how to make a solid ad and learn how to test the results. Learn to do email. Learn to host a solid event that has a legitimate return on investment and learn to do business development with other like-minded business owners. So, there's a big week, big week. There's a big year ahead of us all. I feel like um, I feel like this is going to be a big year in our affiliate community. I think we may see gyms uh, close in our towns, and I think we may see some gyms really skyrocket in their success. Um, I'm going to go back to the quote that I started this all off with, uh, and hopefully it inspires you to go out and, and make this a great year. Stop wondering about. You aren't likely to read your own notebooks or ancient histories or the anthologies you've collected to enjoy in your old age. Get busy with life's purpose. Toss aside empty hopes. Get active in your own rescue if you care for yourself at all, and do it while you can. So my hope is that this year you get active in your own rescue. Get active in the things that you want to improve in your business and make it the best year for your gym that you've had so far. If you would like tools to do all of the things that I've talked about and more, uh, I would highly recommend you check out hub.321goproject.com. If you are a self-starter, If you are the type of person that wants DIY stuff, that wants a template, and wants it at the lowest cost that's available in this industry, um, it's 49 bucks a month, and you get all of the templates, all of the courses, all of the stuff to, I mean, honestly, build out an entire business. You could, over the course of six months in the hub, build out a very, very robust business if, in fact, you... Uh, enact all of the things if you execute on everything that you've learned. So have a great beginning of your year. Uh, I know it's going to be a busy couple weeks for a lot of us. Um, So keep your head above water. Uh, Think about the goals. Think about the things that you want to achieve this year. And uh, again, like I said, make it your best yet. We'll see you next week.